Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I think we can do better than that. Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, you're still very, very down. Praise Jesus. Amen. Amen. Maybe you're trying. Maybe tomorrow you'll be there. You'll be there tomorrow. Uh, we thank God because of giving us this uh, evening, uh, this day that we have been praying for, uh, waiting, submitting our lives to the Holy Spirit uh, so that he may give us direction. He may give us uh, the utterance. He may give us uh, the ability to be able to hear what he wants us to hear in this season. Because there is many speakings. Like if I may ask you how many thousands of things you've had today, I'm telling you already, maybe if you go in terms of GB, maybe some of us are already overloaded. Maybe some of us, when we were coming in, we were like, I want to empty some things. I want to delete some things so that I may receive, to create space to receive what God is saying. So there's a lot of speakings that are going around. And one of the speakings that was speaking to you today was the devil. <laughs> or you don't think the devil spoke to you? <laughs> Are you sure he spoke to you? In one or the other. You know, bringing some trials, some temptations, some desires that are contrary to the will of God. Yes, our flesh speaks to us louder than the Spirit of God. And that's why the Bible says that we should come under the influence of the Spirit of God. So it's a good thing to be here this, uh, uh, this evening, which is morning back home. People are already in bed. Spoke to my wife, and she sent a lot of greetings. And my daughter and my sons, do you receive them? We receive them. We receive them. There's a lot of thoughts that have been going uh, deep within my heart, especially for the last three days, uh, trying to, to see what I want to bring to you. Because there's so many things. Like Paul would say, right into one of the churches, he would say, I desire that I may come to you that I may impart you with some spiritual grace. Because grace is able to shift someone. Grace is able to relocate you. Grace is able to make you endure. Grace is able to keep you where God desires that you should be. And so today, in the subject of impartation of the kingdom of God, it is not a new subject. Let me tell you this. The kingdom of God is not a new subject. It is only that most of us have not paid a keen to the word of God. Because that is what Jesus preached. If you begin from the book of Matthew, chapter 3, when the Bible talks, uh, you know, chapter 1, it talks about the genealogy or the history of Jesus, you know, and it gives the the line of Jesus, the, you know, he was the son of this, son of this, son of this, son of this, and then the son of Joseph, the son of David, wherever. Then after 
Jesus comes into the picture, we see that from that time in the, in the womb, when he was still in the womb of Mary, and there was, there was this other woman, Elizabeth, that was carrying John. You know the story? John the Baptist. And when this woman did not know who to confine when she was carrying the pregnancy, she remembered her cousin. So she ran over there, and as they were hugging one another, the Bible tells us, and the children limped with joy. And so John is born, maybe like six months before uh, Jesus is born into the world. And, G and, and this guy grows up. We don't hear anything more. We don't hear he went to this kindergarten. We don't hear he was living in Holland or Fort Twain or, or South Bend or Goshen. We don't hear anything of that. The next thing that we hear is about this man that is dressing on a, skin, on a cow's, camel skin, eating locusts and honey. The guy is coming from the desert. You know, some things the Bible are so silent. And he comes to prepare the way. And he comes telling people, repent. Now, I want to start from there. One meaning of the word repent, it is like when we come to church and I say, Lord, I'm sorry. But if you look at the original meaning of the word repent, it is a change of mind. It's a change of mind. There is a certain way you've been thinking, or there is a certain way you have been carrying the things of God, especially concerning what is church. So when you enter into a realm, an atmosphere that is called the kingdom of God, for you to receive the kingdom, you have to change the way you think. That's why the Bible says in the book of Romans, be ye renewed in your minds. Then in the book of Philippians 2.10, it says, And let this mind that was also in Christ Jesus, so it be in you, the mind of Christ. Then Paul writes again in Colossians 3, and he says, Now think on the things that are above where Christ is, if you have been born by Christ. So our minds need to be renewed for the kingdom of God to be ushered in us. So let me take you to Genesis chapter 1. Go with me to Genesis 1. Uh, give us Genesis 1 if there's someone doing the scriptures there. Give us Genesis 1. We will do a lot of introduction today. We'll keep going back and forth a few things here. And then tomorrow we're going to hit the ground. And I believe that God is going to bless us. And even as we continue, I want to say that uh, my spiritual father, Apostle James Mbogwa, has written a book. I might not capture everything. This book was, was launched last year when we did several months of uh, going through the subject of the kingdom of God. So in a nutshell, in a nutshell, uh, when he was celebrating his 50th birthday, uh, was it last year or last year but one, then this book was launched. So I might not capture everything, but this book comes to us at only at a fee of $5. It is a very, it's a very good book on the kingdom of God. And then the other day we had a conference in Thika, not in Thika per se, but in, in, um, in a place called Kasarani, those that uh, live on Thika Road, you know. And this book comes to us for all of us that are in the marketplace, are in the church. Even this one goes for $5. This is to teach us about the king-priest mentality and, the, and, and what God has given us 
we, we, you know, in the, in the previous generation, people believed those that serve in the church here are the priests. Now, you that goes to work in the hospitals and work there in the healthcare, you are the, you are the kings. No, but the Bible says I am, you are king and a priest yes. unto the Lord. We carry the two dimensions in wherever we go. So this, is, this also is a, is a good book, and I told him to give me a, a, few, a few books because they helped me, they benefited me, and I would also ask you, please, uh, put it on your shelf, put it in your, in your library, read it, reread it, share with others. So I, I brought, there are not so many, there is a few of them there. Please grab a book over there and it will help you. Genesis 1, 26, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. Or he created them. Then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, and then have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every creeping thing that moves on the earth. Today I want to bring to us this word and tell you that you cannot have dominion in the kingdom of God if you are carrying the wrong image. If your image Image gives us identity, who we are. So if you are carrying the wrong image, then even if we say there is an impartation of the kingdom of God, then I'm telling you, it will not come to you because you're carrying the wrong image. So what is the kingdom of God? We say that the kingdom of God, it is the divine rule of God's righteousness. Because the Bible says the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Spirit. And I also want to tell us this, that the kingdom of God, it works with people that are in line with the principle. God does not jump his principle. Whenever his principles are put in place, then God is able to do according to his will. But where principle is abused, where principle are not followed, then we tend to miss what God wants to do for us. So the kingdom of God, is, is, it is that divine rule of God's righteousness. Now let me take you back again in the book of Genesis. God calls Abraham. And God tells Abraham, come out of your people, out of your father and mother, your cousins, leave your country, 
Come and follow me, and I will make you to be great. We all have read that story, and we know it very well. So Abraham comes out, but there is something that Abraham did. Abraham took someone along with him. And I will show you something, probably tonight or as we continue. So Abraham got his nephew by the name Lot. So they started going together. And as they were going together, the Bible tells us they had livestock. They had cattle, they had camel, they had lambs, they had everything. And then their workers started to strive. Isn't it? And so, Lord comes to Abraham, who actually, if you keep reading, even today I was visiting my Bible in the morning, and I realized that there is, after some time, Abraham comes and is, uh, there is something that happens in Sodom and Gomorrah. We know the story, isn't it? And then there is someone that comes, and when this young man or this man comes, he brings the report. And he says, your brother. He does not say your nephew. Say your brother. When they came and they took over. And you know the Bible talks about Chadaloma. There is a king that called Chadaloma and Main and some of these guys. There was, there was a company of kings that would go and take. They were, they were, which word will I use? They were like bulldozers. They would go and take a, new, a region, take a region. And they came to Sodom and they burnt down and took everything and went with So the report comes to Abraham. So what did Abraham do? What did Abraham do? If you've read the story. The Bible says that Abraham had 300 servants. He does not say military. And the Bible says he armed them. Or in other terms, he empowered them. He gave them ability. He imparted something into them. Now, I want to use that, that context there, that case study, and tell you this. Impartation does not come by you being laid hands. That is just one dimension. Impartation most of the time comes when people walk together, when people live together, when you're journeying together, impartation comes through grace. Every time you come to this fellowship, you sit under Pastor Andy, as he ministers to you, he's imparting you with grace. That grace is able to make you conquer some strongholds when you go out there. So Abraham... He empowered these guys. They have been walking. They've been serving him. But this particular day, he speaks with a certain authority, with a certain voice, and he releases something into these people, and it builds confidence in them. 300 men, and they went and overcame Chadaloma and the other guys. And the Bible says, and they brought everything. The reason I'm giving you that story is so that I may bring you to this point. When Abraham had gone, and you know the battle, it was the battle of the kings. Chadaloma and other guys were kings. So a king does not fight a battle of anybody. Kings fight battles of kings. 
In the old days, kings used to dress in the... You know, we've never seen in Kenya until Uhuru Muigai Kenyatta came into the scene. And the guy started to dress. Man, the guy looks like a military. We just enjoy it can be like that every day. You know, he tells everybody, I am the commander-in-chief. So when the battle calls, they have to take a, 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 certain, a certain mindset. They have to take a certain weapons and wear certain things. Now, the Bible is clear. Let me not give you the, the, that story so much. But the Bible is very clear. When he came back, having, having a lot of spoil, they've captured things. All that they receive those things back. And who meets Abraham? The Bible says Melchizedek. I want you to read that book. That king priest. We are in the order of Melchizedek. I don't want to go into that line, but I want you to capture that. Now, when Abraham meets Melchizedek, Melchizedek receives Abraham. And then the Bible says that, who is Melchizedek? The Bible says he is the king of peace, righteous king of peace, isn't he? So, grace, the grace of God, is given to us to enable us to do that mandate that God has put on us. So the kingdom of God comes to those people that already they have captured what the mind of God is in any given season. They have the righteousness. The righteousness is a state of our lives, not only in our hearts, but in every sphere. Be it in business, be it in marriage, be it with our children, our spouses, our brothers, our sisters. The kingdom of God is the divine rule of God, resulting in peace. I have, the other day I was telling people in, my, in our church in Kenya, where I pastor, I was telling them, most of you come and tell me, pastor, I don't have this peace. I don't have peace about this. I don't have peace. And I look at them, I'm like, you know, I have been learning something. You cannot get peace. The principle of God is righteousness first, and then peace follows. So you cannot have peace if you're living unrighteous. So, because you are not in that environment that is called righteousness, the rule and the reign of God has not taken place in you. You will always be without peace. Let me see how many people want peace. Me, I want peace. I want peace in my life. I want peace like a river. But for me to have that peace like a river, I need to cultivate righteousness. I need to be a righteous man. And the Bible says we've been made righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The kingdom of God is the eternal sovereign reign of God in and through a people who have been born and conformed to Christ. That is the kingdom of God. This means that when the kingdom of God comes to us, the kingdom is able to deal and shift our minds. The kingdom is able to remove any mis misguided information, error, darkness, poverty. The kingdom of God, when it comes to a man, it brings light. Psalms 100, I believe 100, Psalms 119, 
verses 130, if I'm not wrong, the Bible says that the entrance of God's word brings light and gives understanding to the simple. Is that the scripture? Maybe it's gone off. I think it's Psalms 119, verses 130. Somewhere there. If it's not that, maybe I can get for you later. So, the kingdom of God, it is that domain where God lives himself. The kingdom of God. So, when God comes and he wants to bring the reality of his kingdom, he first looks down at man. And God looks to see that these people are so ready. These people are being preoccupied with me. Then God come and deposit himself in them. And wherever two or three of those people are gathered, that is the kingdom of God there. That is the kingdom of God there. If I, may touch, if I may touch something small about ecclesia, there is this word. Ecle, ecclesia. That word there. Now, Jesus said, Jesus said, I will build my church. Isn't that? Now, the English man took away this word. He took away this. This was the original word that is supposed to be there. The ecclesia. The called out ones. Now, ecclesia, this ecclesia, he did not say, I will build my synagogue. Because there was synagogue in Jerusalem. Jesus did not say, I will build my temple. There were temples there. This word, it means... This is like a government, not like, this is a governmental name, ecclesia. It is a people that they've been endowed with the kingdom of God within them. And these people, they are not confined in a building like this. It is a kingdom that is there naturally, but at the same time it looks like it's not there. So that whenever these people, they go, let me, use, let, me, let me give you a good example. In the Roman, in the Roman uh, Empire, during that day, anybody that was a Roman, whenever they would go outside the Roman territory and they are transacting and they are doing business, where those people were, they were still covered by the they represented their, their country. They represented where they come from. So that's why the, script, the Bible uses that example and says, where two or three meet together, I am there. Meaning, even if we are, from, we are born from above, isn't it? We are on this earth. Where we meet, we have a heaven on the earth. We have the kingdom of God on the earth. We represent that, 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 that citizenship, that government here. And I like what Pastor Andy liked to use the word, ambassadors. 
ambassador, an, a Kenyan ambassador has been given a certain territory within America, in Washington. If right now there is a problem with me, and I run there in that embassy, America can do nothing to me, I'm telling you. Because I am in, a, in, a, a, I'm in America, but in that place, that point, belongs to Kenya. That place. They will deal with me accordingly. That's why you see when there's problems on, in all these Arab countries, people run to the American embassy, they are safeguarded there. They run to this other embassy, they are safeguarded there. Because it is, there is this agreement that where you go, that place that you go, you will definitely receive security. So the kingdom of God, it is the divine rule of God with, that has taken its nature within a people. That's why the Bible says, you cannot say the kingdom of God is there. It is not by observation. It says the kingdom is within you. Yes. Does not come by observation. We cannot say it is on the other side of uh, which road in, here in Fort Wayne or Indiana. You cannot say it is in, there in Indianapolis. You cannot say it is in Iowa. You cannot say. But the kingdom of God is within you. When you know it, when you believe it, it is within you. And it comes by you allowing him to take residence in you. And Paul says, it's no longer I that live it, but Christ lives in me. The Hebrew word for the kingdom is the word mamlaka. So when we were beginning the church, having gone through such a lesson and understanding, I chose to call our church Mamlaka. That is the Hebrew word. And the Greek word for the kingdom is Baselia. That's the way I'm pronouncing it. B-A-S-E-L-I-A. Baselia. Which means dominion, royalty, or ability to rule on behalf of God. That's what God wants. That was the mind of God from the beginning. I created this man that this man may rule over me. That's why the Bible says, when God said, let us make man, the first thing he said, in our own image, you cannot rule in the kingdom of God with the image of mammals and the image of the world. You cannot, I'm telling you. You will be a religious person. You will be coming to church a religious man. I'm telling you. And that's what is the problem of the today's people. They would rather remain to be religious they would rather remain to be traditional. They don't want to enter into the fullness of God. Do you know why? Because it is costly. It is co the kingdom is costly, let me tell you. It is costly. You know, we, 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 this afternoon we were somewhere with Andy and, uh, and Pastor Wanyoike. And we were looking for some small things we were looking there. It is costly. And, and, and I captured the, a statement that Pastor Wanyoike said. He said, hey, seriously, the kingdom is expensive. Because we were looking at microphone. Because we were, you know, I, and that's why the, the Bible says, do not neglect coming together and eating together. And let me tell you, even in our homes, open your house. Do you know you will die and live? That? If you fear to die, let me tell you, you will die. And you will leave that house and others will rule over it. So open your house, invite your neighbors, let them come, rejoice, eat with them, break bread, share with them the kingdom of God. Amen. 
Because that's what God told us. I like what my apostle says. He says the mighty hand of God, it is that graces that God gave. The apostles, the teachers, that's the mighty hand. You come under the mighty hand of God so that he, he may help you to see. You, you are supposed to share. You don't have to, to preach a lot of things. Just tell people God loves you. God loves you. Either they believe it or not, just tell them God loves them. One day they will change their mind. One day that word will hit them. And they will change and come into the kingdom of God. Revelation chapter 5 verse 10. And he has made us kings and priests to our God. And we shall reign. Does it say on, in heaven? I wish you guys were giving me these scriptures. And we shall reign and have made us kings and priests to our God. And we shall reign in heaven. We shall reign in heaven. On the earth. God gave us dominion on the earth. Some of us will be so shocked. This heaven that we are crying for, we want to go. We will get there and we'll be shocked. I'm telling you. I want the reign and the rule of God to take preeminence and residence in my life here on this earth. I want to walk as a son of God. Because the Bible says the creations are waiting. The, the creations have an expectation. Now when you come to church, do you come with expectation? The creations are waiting for the manifestation. Hey, kudhirishwa kwa wana wa mungu. Do you know when we started singing that song? We are still aging. I started singing when I was 12. Now I am 40 something. Mabawa ijakuja. gani? We want, God wants us here. Mabawa. Nandiyo mungu hakutupa mabawa. Hey. Where did we get revelation for those songs? But we are waiting. We are waiting God to give us. Hey. Keep waiting. Keep singing. So he, have, he has made us kings and priests to our God. Now, Luke chapter 17. Give us Luke chapter 17 verse um, when am I supposed to stop? Hmm? When, when, when is the time? Seven? Okay. <laughs> now Luke 17 verse 20. The kingdom of God does not come with observation. Nor will they say see there. For indeed... The kingdom of God is within you that are seated here tonight. It does not come by observation. We cannot put time and say the kingdom of God is going to come midnight. We cannot stay here and say the kingdom of God is going to come free in the morning. No, the kingdom is a reality within us. We are the people that have aborted. We have given residency to God. And wherever I go, 
people need to know and see this God. In my business, I'm not going to compromise because in me, there is a standard that is called righteousness. We were sharing when we were coming here and we were saying, we were taught that I go to church, I become holy, but I can compromise in my business. So that's why people do deals out there but when they come to church, there is a walk of church. There is how we walk. That is religion. Fanatics. May the Lord deliver us as his word comes through. And he said, in, we, we go back to Genesis 1.26. Let them have dominion. What is dominion? So that you may know. Dominion number one, right? It is rule. It is to rule. Number one. Dominion, it is to take over. Dominion, it is to, to do what? It is to prevail against. So God is saying, this man that is bearing my image, this is the man that I'm going to come and put myself in. This man. God said, let us make man in our image. When image is right, you have identity. When image is right, that's why they look at you and say, you are son of so-and-so. You are son of Mila. You are son of Kamau. Why? Because there is a certain way you talk. People know your connection with Kamau. On Joroge. So they will call you son of so-and-so. Why? Because there is some resemblance. So if image is wrong, your identity is wrong, then you will not have dominion. For whatever God takes you out of, he gives you dominion over it. If God takes you out of sin, he makes sure that you have the ability to rule and to reign over sin. If God takes you out of immolarity, if God takes you out of anger and bitterness, he gives you another rule over that. Dom that is called dominion. I'm trying to show you how, in, in the simplest way, you can have dominion. It is to reign, it is to prevail. To have a reign, the rule, you are able to withstand it. And let me tell you, church, it has always been in the mind of God that the man that he created may have dominion, may have the ability. You know, we were called like to be the deputies of God on the earth. In Kenya today, we have Ruto as the deputy president. In America, they call them vice president, isn't it? When the president is in another nation or continent trying to, to safeguard the rights and business and trade for his country, that deputy takes charge, rules and reigns on behalf of the president. Make sure things are in order. Make sure everything is aligned to the will and the purpose of the visioner. And that's what God wants for us. Where did we fall from? That today, the same creation that we are supposed to have rule and reign over it, 
It is reigning and ruling over us. Today, and it is, it is something that people don't want to talk in this culture here. Because it is gender sensitive. Where someone is born a man or born a woman, then in some corrupt environment, they start saying, I feel like I'm in the wrong body. Was God a mystic? Where did that come? Deception. Deception. The day we tolerate the things that God has not allowed us, the serpent will bite us. The day that Eve tolerated, the day that Adam tolerated, what happened? Serpent beat them. You know, God comes and says, Adam, where are you? Instead of the brother saying, Lord, I'm under the tree, the brother says, I'm naked. Who told him? Who told him he's naked? Because he left a, an environment, a domain of God that is called the state of righteousness, the state of God. Once you leave the presence of God, let me tell you, church, you will be naked. And nobody will need to tell you. You yourself, you will know it. And that's when they gave over. They handed over to the enemy what was mandated to be theirs. They lost it. It has always been in the mind of God for man to reign and have dominion on the earth. And you see, God, uh, God, God gave man the ability to choose. He gave man that. Now listen to me. Whatever Adam named, it was so. If he called something a horse, it became a horse. So you will be called a horse. Which is the other name you are telling me today? Those horses were there. Halfling or whatever. <laughs> if you see an animal that is barking, call it a dog. And another one, meow, meow, that's a cat. Another one that is long, giraffe. Another one that is huge with some tusks, elephant. Whatever Adam called, even mosquitoes. Hey, you will be called a mosquito. It was named. Adam had the reign and the rule of God. Whatever you speak, it becomes. Where did we lose that? That today, we have no even power to tell some diseases. Get behind me. We have no authority. Oh, I'm telling you. The, the, the day that what we call the church, the ecclesia, they called out once. The people that have the rule and the reign of God. The day that we shall know our reality. I'm telling you, some people will lose their jobs. I'm telling you, they will lose their jobs. Yes. Do you know that people like Peter, they were so empowered, so soaked up by the presence of God, the domain, the rule of God. The Bible says even people, they were looking for their shadows. Shadow, yako. You are not there. You are passing, your shadow is healing people. It is because they were endowed with this glory, this kingdom of God within them. It, it took residence in them. You know, I wonder today if someone comes here and they want to shoot us, 
or they want to throw a bomb here and say all of all, all of those that um, they want to to walk and deny this Jesus thing that you guys do every day over here just walk you're free go how many of us will go hey some of us will start hey where hey hey me I have a life hey can't come and die in America hey. me I'm walking away hey Dominion. The image of God, listen, when we talk about image there, the image of God, write down this, the image of God is a seal of dominion. When God comes tonight, he'll come and look at you. Look at you. God wants to see his image in you. When God does not see his image in you, you have no seal of dominion. And that's why all of us should go back. Go back from where you have fallen. Repent. Turn. And so we say the creation will only respond where they see a different image. That's why those of us that are here tonight, I want us to carry a different image from today. Let me tell you, if you go somewhere, let me use my example, and I say I'm black. If today I go in a place where there is a lot of our, our white brothers, do you know the first thing they will recognize is not even my accent, my accent or they will just, the first thing they will, oh, this is a different person. Some of them, I don't know here, but in South Carolina, where my wife comes, they, if you go deep, deep inside South, and uh, sometimes they see like you're in the wrong place. Hey, dude, what are you doing here, man? Either you're white or black. You know, we as a church of, the, of Christ, we are supposed, when we enter some territories, the demons pack and leave. Yeah. Hey, because the kingdom has come. And you see, when you're carrying the image of God, you are also backed up by the military, the forces of the kingdom, of that citizenship. The government. You have the power from the government. You are speaking on behalf of your government. That's why Jesus told his disciples, Go ye, I have given you power over the serpent, over the scorpions. Go. He commanded them. He commissioned them. And he told them, for lo, I will be with you. I will be with you. I will not leave you as orphans. But today, do you know what? The church of today, when we gather, we come with an orphanity mindset. The way we pray, sometimes if you look at our singing, we are still begging God. While as God is saying, look at this man. The only thing he needs is the right image. When he's carrying the right image, he will have dominion. You remember that song, those of us that like to watch Churchill show. Yeah. Yeah. 
You just need the image. The spirit will take residence. <laughs> How long are we going to sing that song? The image of God, write this, is bad in the spirit. That image of God, it is bad in the spirit. And we need to be a people that are walking in the spirit. Not per se to be spiritual. You know you can be spiritual. We can spiritualize everything and you're not having the spirit of God. But a people that have the spirit of God, the nature, the character, the life of God in them. There are people that when you step out, you get grace and favor. It unlocks doors and windows for you. It ushers you in a big arena that probably you would not think you will be. You will manage by your own ability. The image of God is bad in the spirit. Now, Colossians chapter 1, I'm trying to look at time here. Colossians 1.15 Image. Image is very important. And Christ is the image of God. Write that down. Christ is the image of God. That's why Colossians 1.15 says, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by Him, all things were created that are in heaven and that are on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him. And then it says, for him. Everything you have, the things that you say are mine, Everything in the heavens and on the earth, they were created for him. He is the image of God. So when God said, let us create man in Genesis, God was saying, let us create these men in Christ. In Christ Jesus, we were created. And our existence here, we are supposed to carry that nature. That nature will enable us to propel forward the kingdom of God. Will enable us to walk as king priest people. A people that are endowed with the glory of God. The nature of God. Christ is the, the image of God. Now, Put for us on, on, the, on the scriptures, uh, on the board there, Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 3. So you have a few scriptures here that tells us about Jesus as the image. Hebrews 1, 3 says, now it is start by saying this in verse 1. God, who at various times in various ways spoke in time, passed to the fathers by the prophets, has in these days... Spoken to us by his son. Now put that down. Underline that. Underline that down. In the past, God spoke to us through fathers and prophets. 
But in this current season in the church, God is speaking to us through his son, Jesus Christ. Why? Let me go to verse 3. Who being the brightness of the glory, the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having be become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent the name than they. Jesus, he's speaking to us. In the past, God spoke through prophets and fathers. But in this current season, we're going to be imparted with the kingdom of God. We must be very, very keen to the speakings of the Spirit concerning the Son of God. Jesus Christ. What are the agents that forms the image of Christ in us? What are the agents? I'm going to give you some few scriptures. You go read this overnight so that we can wind up over here. Agents for the formation of the image of Christ. Number one, the word of God. The word of God. The word of God should return to the church and especially to his people. Just the way we hunger for those burgers and fries and ugali and chapatis, Kenya brothers and sisters, amen? amen? The way we hunger for that, we should also have a hunger for the word of God. Because that is what will bring us back to God's righteousness. That is what will correct us. That is what will redirect us. That is what will uplift us. That is what will shape us up. That is what will form us and make us to be people that have a substance in every sphere that God has given us. I want to give you some scriptures here under that, the word of God. Write Isaiah 51, 16. Write John 6, 63. And John 1, 1 to 3. And that John 1, 1 to 3. Can you put that for us? Put that for us here, John chapter 1. Verse 1 to 3. We can read that. John 1, 1 to 3. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, the Word. All things were made through Him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. Remember, in, in, in Hebrews, the Bible says that he is the image of God. So we are created in this image. This image, now John refers to it as the word of God. The speakings of God. And God said, let there be. Let there be. God creates through speakings. Even today, you want healing, you want that thing to go, get yourself the right image and speak the word of God. You receive what you desire. Agent number two for the formation of the image of Christ, it is the spirit of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord. 
Write Isaiah 59, verses 19 to 21. And also Isaiah 61, 1 to 7. And the third thing that is an agent of formation of the image of God, it is the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord. So we've said some about the word of God, the spirit of the Lord, and the name of the Lord. Which is a strong tower. The righteous run to it. Not the unrighteous. The righteous run to it. And the Bible says they are safe. Now I wonder when the wicked run to it. <laughs> I don't want to put anything that is not there. But I, I tend to think the Bible says, you know, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and they are, they are safe. The name of the Lord. Proverbs 18.10 And please go and just cross-check these scriptures tonight as you meditate on what God is going to do for us here in this season. Proverbs 10.18, 1 Samuel 17.45 and Acts 2.21 and Romans 10.13. Proverbs 18.10 1 Samuel 17, 45, Acts 2, 21, Romans 10, 13. I want to stop here tonight. And I want to tell us this. You know when we were talking with Pastor Andy in my house one evening, Challenging one another. He had his day full. I had my day full. And we just sat there challenging one another. Trying to think and, uh, you know, question ourselves now. Where are we standing at all? How are we going to be of different, you know, have a different lifestyle. That in, in the generation that we are, we are bringing up. That their lives will not just depend on religion. Because religion is anywhere. Especially here in Indiana, every corner you go. Oh, in Walmart, people are religious. In Chick-fil-A, people are there, religious. They drive on the roads, they are there. But I want to tell you what. God is looking for people, a man, that will carry his image in the days that we are living in. And represent the principle of representation. As he is. Jesus said, as I am, so shall you be. Why are we not getting there? What is the things that are withholding us? Is it the pressures of life? Is it like unforgiveness like I said the other day? Is it unresolved things in our lives that is making us blinded that we may not move forward i will show you tomorrow something about lot i will show you something about lot because the kingdom of god will not come into our lives until some things have to leave us yes mm. i'm telling you to be imparted i told you the kingdom of god is not only laying hands on people and say receive no it is a certain work that is calibrated within the people. A certain system that is only by the Spirit, by the Word, by the name of the Lord. 
that comes in your life and takes residence and it starts moving you slowly. And I'm seeing some of us that tonight you might not even get sleep because the Lord will really disturb you. You will really be disturbed, I'm telling you. The operation of the Spirit will take tonight, some of us. You know, there is a night that I, I couldn't sleep, and I was wondering what was it. Couldn't sleep, and I woke. I, in the morning, I told Andy, hey, you know we went to sleep. Up to 3 o'clock. Up to 3 o'clock. And as I've been thinking, it is things that are happening here. Things that, you know, you're dealing with a lot of things. You, you know, you're like God. Is it you want me to speak, or you just want me to tell those people, God loves his people, and I go back home. Just sing for you every evening. And I go home. But when you're trying to think of the, of the forces of darkness, principalities, you know they are disturbed. They know someone has come. Yes. And, and you have to deal with those things. Yes. Sleepless nights. Some, some emotions, some feelings. Am, am I right? Why am I not getting my sleep? Some of us will not sleep tonight. Let us stand on our feet. Those few things that we've said, I want you to go and think upon it. Go think upon it. Go think upon it. Think about the kingdom of God. You know, sometimes I close my eyes and I try to figure out how that kingdom is. I try to have, to have imaginations with pictures and bringing that reality into my life and living that life in me. I don't want to get to an age where some of the demons and devils I did not deal with, my children are still dealing with it. I don't want to. I want to be a pioneer. I want to break through. I want to have the rule and the reign. I want to be like Abraham, going to the battles of the king, preparing the way for Isaac. That Isaac will not deal with some of the things that I'm going to deal with. Because some of the things that some of us, we are dealing with, our parents did not deal with it. Hey, we are still fighting their battles. We have not even started ours. Hey, I'm telling you. <laughs> Maybe they were prayer, their life did not have a prayer life. We are still battling how we can enter, how we can because we didn't see our parents we are still ee. lift up your hands and tell God something just lift up your hands respond to the word of God in your own language, in your own capacity in your own vocabulary Father Lord we want to thank you and we want to bless you Almighty God you are an awesome God I pray that dear Father in this session that you've given us starting from today I pray, Father, dig deeper, dig deeper, Father. Let it not be a, 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 a moments of excitement, but let it be deliberate moments of shifting us. Let it be moments where, Father, we reason together with you. For your word says, come and let us reason together. 
I pray, Father, these sessions that you have begun with us from this night. Oh, God, for this touch, I pray, Father, there will be a shifting in the spirit, oh, God. I pray, let the work of the spirit continue to minister to us, oh, God, in the mighty name of your son, Jesus. I pray, Father, that the kingdom of God and its righteousness may become a reality in our lives. I pray that we may have the right image that will give us an identity for we know that the image of God, oh dear Father, is given by the seal of the Spirit. I pray in the name of Jesus that today Lord, that none of us will miss the visitations of God. That those visitations will become habitation. Lord, I pray that let this be peculiar time and a season for this congregation. Out of norm, out of the things that they are used to, let it be a moment of learning and being equipped. Let it be a season of being stretched, oh God. I pray, Father, as they come every evening, May they come like little babes that craves the milk of the word of God. Yes, in the name of Jesus. I pray let them come with open minds, oh God. Let them come with willing spirits, oh God. Let them come with hearts that are submissive to the, to the spirit of God. And Father, as you come to us, we receive you. We receive you when you come to us through songs as we worship you. We receive you when you come to us through our intercession. We receive you, God. We receive you when you come to us through the entrance of your word. We receive you, oh God. And I pray that today as we walk and drive back to our homes, may we go thinking on these things. May our minds be lifted higher where Christ is our Father. I pray nobody will go home with a critical mind. Nobody will go home with offense, oh God. But I pray when we feel like we are offended, that is the time, Lord, you are dealing with issues within our lives. That is the moment, dear God, you are migrating us. You are moving us from religion into the kingdom of God. Oh, Father, I pray. May your spirit search us. May your spirit do the, the surgery within us, oh God. It may it go deeper, deeper, dear Father, where error has been rooted in our lives and let it plot it out that we may become the reality of God. We thank you, Lord, and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. God bless you. God bless you so much.